0: Welcome to the more than fitness podcast.
1: How many fitness coaches does it take to do a podcast? <laughs> dude,
0: we're, we're all set now. I know dude, that, that's typically it's typically how it goes. So in the beginning, I'm just always like, you know what, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. But but yeah, no, I think we're we're all set now. You've got your mic, you look all professional, you got better lighting than me.
1: Oh, well, that's just because it's natural lighting. I'm facing a window right here. I had to draw the blinds or else I look like a ghost.
0: No, it's perfect. Yeah, I'm in uh I'm in my parents' basement right now. This is this is what we're doing. And as you dude, can tell I like the
1: cat. I like the cat jersey in the background.
0: The Carl Towns, dude, it's a signed jersey from him and uh That's a awesome. lot a lot of other um yeah, UK UK uh memorabilia behind me. Yeah, my parents are they're all in on the Wildcats, dude.
1: Dude, I hear it. Are you in Lexington? You are, right? Uh,
0: no, well, I'm I'm originally there, but since I'm at my parents' house, I'm actually in Ashland, Kentucky, which is um it's about 2 hours east. Of Lexington. Lexington's a little bit more central. Um, but uh, Ashland, Kentucky, my hometown is about 20,000 people. And it is right on the border of Ohio and West Virginia. So it's the little tri-state area. Basically, I can go across the uh, um, the river and I can turn right and I can go to <laughs> West Virginia or I can turn left and go to Ohio. So, so that's... That's where I'm at. But I'm here for Easter and things like that, hanging out with them. So,
1: yeah, it's solid. It doesn't look like a bad place to be holed up for quarantine either. No. I, I'd go there immediately if my parents had a basement like
0: that. Dude, it's it, the thing, you know, the thing is with uh, what always sold them on houses is the basement. So, if you would have seen the before and after of this basement, it's just it, they they make my. It's mainly my dad. He gets obsessed with these little projects and things, and uh, yeah, you know, he makes it into his own little uh, man cave. But this is this is it, man. I'm I'm I like coming back here. It, it gives me, especially during these times, like it's just so hectic and crazy, and uh, you know, spending time with family is obviously great, but. Um, I just know that these times will be fewer and fewer, and especially with this quarantine, you know we we've got to limit it already. But but yeah, I always enjoy whenever I get to come back here.
1: Yeah, it's super grounding, right? To have yes. those spaces. Exactly, exactly. Where are you based out of? So we're in Austin, Texas, um, and I know we get into backgrounds. It's not where I'm from originally, but it's sort of an adopted home. Uh, love Austin. Have you ever been?
0: No, I've never been to Tejas. No, I, I've 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 always. Wa- I I think that's how you say it. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I've I've never been I've never been to Texas actually. The West, I haven't been out much honestly. But Austin sounds and looks, especially from your pictures, dude. It looks amazing.
1: Yeah. How far west have you been?
0: Uh, well, so I've been to the only place I've been west is Las Vegas. I think twice. Um, but other than Las Vegas, I've never been out to like California or Oregon or Colorado or Texas or anything else.
1: I got gotcha. over there. Yeah. Well, I often joke with people, Matt, that if you've never been to Texas, come to Austin first and you'll probably leave with a favorable perspective of the state. There are other places, of course, you can land and you're you leave and you're like, I'm never coming back to Texas, but we have a nice little bubble here in Austin. And and like you said, it's, um, in my, in our opinion, it's beautiful. It's pretty. Yeah. Right.
0: And so you said you, uh, let's, let's get into, let's get into the backstory a little bit. I want to, so you, did you grow up in Los Angeles? Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. Born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, lived there until I was 17 years old. Um, I was always older for my grade. So yeah, I was born in Los Angeles at Cedar sinai Hospital, which is like OG LA. It's, it's a bona fide for me for sure. Um, I also went to the public school system. And so I went to uh, Palisades High School, which um, oddly enough, uh, a ton of celebrities have gone to if you look them up. Yeah. And, I feel
0: like I've heard of that like a uh, for some reason.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, Steve Kerr. He went to Pali. Okay, um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when he was there, you know, Jeannie Buss, who's now the owner of the Lakers, was there. Um, Chip England, who's the shooting coach for the Spurs, he was there. Um, in addition to like J.J. Abrams is one of the newer names. Um, but yeah, Forrest Whitaker, a ton of actors and actresses. And so I um, grew up in L.A. and then I was, I was a competitive swimmer. I played basketball and swam. And then slowly swimming sort of took over. And, and that was the one I was going to have the most opportunity to go to college. And at the time, the fastest uh, team in the country club wise was here in Austin. And so I came here for a summer just to like try it out. And they actually had a program where they would take kids from all over the world and set them up with host families. It was like one of those types of teams. And so, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it as far as coaching is concerned. But uh, I know you're a big fan of getting out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I come from a swimming family and so my dad was always preaching like you got to be around faster kids to get faster. And so when I came here to Austin during that summer, um, I got really fast and made an all star team. And so my parents who had me, you know, right when they were about 40, so they were older and a little bit more established, like, um, okay, yeah. I mean, I never beat my dad in anything because when I was 10, he was like, I'm too old. Like, I'm not going to play you one-on-one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel but, that. But they had, you know, I'm an only child, so they had the means to um, basically send me here. And I lived with a host family for six months, which was challenging, but very helpful for in, you know internal growth. Challenging in, in what way? Sorry to cut you off. I'm curious. No, challenging in what ways? So, um, you know, I first moved here when I was 16, it was that summer, my birthday's in August. So I came down here in June and I was 16 and, uh, then school starts and I don't know anyone. I'm going to a brand new school. I'm still living with, um, he was a divorcee. And so he was home every other week because his daughter, and they're both awesome. We're still family friends. Uh, he would only have his daughter every other week. And when he didn't have her, he was gone for work. And so there were many times, Matt, where I would come home from some practice and I'd be doing homework in my little room that didn't have a TV or whatever. And I was alone, completely alone. Didn't didn't know anybody, you know, no friends, no one at the house. And so it was uh, it was a good sort of finish, like a school for me to get really used to being alone and kind of find out how I ticked. Um, so much so that when I went to college, I had friends as a freshman come to me and they're like, I know you already did this because they'd heard of my swim team. So they're like, how the fuck do you, can I swear? Is that cool?
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: yeah, laughs> I yeah. meant to ask that. No, um, you're all good. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's challenging for a 16 year old kid. You're going back, uh, you're doing your homework and stuff and, um, all alone, but then, you know, slowly you make friends and I had the friends on the swim team who I get to get to know even more and, and better and then um, get to know people at school, et cetera. And that made me more confident in myself. You know, eventually my parents moved and I moved in with them and it was funny because my mom was like, my grades, not that they were bad, they were like good or bad, but they started to dip a little bit. And my mom was like, you know, what, what's going on? Um, Cause I'm a quarter Korean. And so my mom sort of gets that whole Asian, like you have Got to. Got it. That's where it your ain't.
0: handsome ethnicity comes from. It all makes sense now. Oh, okay, great. You know,
1: and people listening, I did not pay Matt for this. He's just like <laughs> showering me in compliments. Um, but yeah, so she asked me like, "Why are your grade slipping a little bit?" And I was like, "Cause y'all are here." I was like, "I didn't, I didn't have anybody, right?" <laughs> so, yeah, so I was for like, sure. "I'm hanging out with you guys, so if you don't want to hang out, I'll get better grades."
0: <laughs> yeah, just get on out of here, parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done with this. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, um, you know, it worked. Six months in, I had a swim meet in Dallas, and I was uh, ranked outside of the top sixteen and everything. And I ended up finishing the top three and everything, like. Dude, Literally nice. I was in the shower mat and a kid came in. He was like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? Like, what is going on? Um, and so more of the story is it got me to the point where a lot of D1 schools were interested in me for swimming, uh, including Kentucky. Dude, they were they recruited me pretty hard. You should. Uh, and how how old are you again? I'm currently first, uh, How old do you think I am? I'll do that. And then now I like gave away kind of right. I th- I'm thinking you're like. 31.
0: That's close. I'm 33. Okay. All right. There we go. I'll take that. Yeah. No, it's hard to tell. You just, you have the, you you say the swimmer and everything. I just see Aquaman like in front of me. That's exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I know the hair
1: and the tattoos. It's perfect.
0: But yeah, that's great. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so yeah, I started to get attention from schools. Um, so like uh, a bunch of SEC schools, there are not many men's swimming programs outside of the SEC in the Big Ten. For instance, uh, the Big 12, when I was graduating, only had um, one swim program, University of Texas in the entire Big 12, one men's swim program. Same with the Pac-12. Um, and, and it's for, you know, Title IX reasons, like uh, schools would do away with certain men's programs to even out the numbers of men and women's and the sec and the big 10 had done a good job of holding on to men's swim teams and so um i was recruited heavily by um university of georgia kentucky auburn um texas a&m uh wisconsin and a few other schools um my mom will famously like still get pissed that university of texas didn't uh recruit me but that was my choice um, I'd asked them not to, um, the, my club coach is the brother of the head men's swim coach at university of Texas. And so obviously had a ton of friends go there and I knew Eddie Reese, uh, who's the coach at Texas. And so at a meet once, my mom was like, why didn't you recruit my son? And Eddie was like, cause he told me not to, like, he didn't want to stay in Austin. Oh, and so, what did she say? Uh, you know, you know, my mothers, you know, and parents, they like want their kid to go everywhere. And she was just, um, You know, I'm sure Kentucky, do you guys have a law that's like, if you finish in the top 10% in your high school, you get admitted to like Kentucky schools? Uh, Honestly, dude, I have
0: no idea. Uh, That's possibly, I'm not sure. Your guess is as good as mine though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they had that in Texas. It was like, if you graduate in the top 10%, you were automatically um, accepted into certain schools in the, in the state. And so when my, my senior year, I got a, got a letter that was like, if you want to go to university of Texas, you're in. And so, of course, as a parent, you're like, fuck, yeah, like my son crushed it, you know, and so then you get attached to that. Um, But anyway, long story short, um, I ended up going to the University of Georgia. Um, It sort of ticked off the boxes for me. It was near a big city, Um, you know, no shade. But that's why I didn't really want to go to Kentucky because it was just like really challenging to get to flights wise. and
0: It's all good. There's a, listen, listen. Uh, yeah. Lexington is like 330,000 people, I think. And so that's where the university is. So I'm, I'm pretty close to the university and things. And that's where I went to school. And uh, yeah, it's for me coming from 20,000 people at this hometown that I'm in right now. And then going to Lexington, it was nice because it was like, it was a bigger city, quote unquote, but it wasn't like going to New York or Austin or some other, you know, some really big city, right? And it it's a nice, it's a nice middle ground. So it depends on, yeah, what you're looking for and also the background you came from uh, uh, prior, right? So exactly. it makes sense. Yeah. Makes and, sense.
1: To, and to key in on that, Matt, you, you're totally right. The background that one has. And so, University of Georgia's proximity to Atlanta really stood out to me. I was like, all right, cool. Real, real big urban center. Um, I didn't want to go to places that were cold. So for instance, um, my sophomore year, the SECs were in Kentucky. And so we get on an 11-hour bus ride, go up to Lexington, and there's snow on the ground still. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, meanwhile, it's like 80s down in Georgia. Yep.
0: Yeah, we get we get all four seasons, dude. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah, I think that sometimes. might
1: have been a recruiting tactic too. like, hey, we have all four seasons.
0: <laughs> it's such it's such a crazy like sales pitch like, oh, yeah, we do. And and sometimes we get them all within like a one or two week period, to be honest. It's really weird how things work. But yeah, <laughs> uh, continue. So, yeah, you like it. It's warmer there. It's a bigger city. There's probably yeah more connecting flights, things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like a straight shot from Austin to Atlanta. And so I did my four years of Georgia um, graduated, uh, in 09. And so it was right when we had our last recession and literally the, the paper, um, on the university of Georgia was like, if you're graduating, you're fucked, like in so many words. And right. so I had a couple options. Um, my dad had a mentor who got me a uh, introduction to the university of Oregon's MBA program. Okay. And so I had that as a potential option after graduation because um, I, you know, like so many of us, I really hadn't thought about my future. I was just like, oh, I'm going to swim in the Olympics at some point. Like life will be great. That was
0: it. That was the, that was, a, yeah, of course it's going to happen. I'm going to swim in the Olympics and life's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, I was projecting out, like I've gotten this much faster every year. Like now I'm swimming at a big, big, uh, big team because um, University of Georgia, They have, they're like perennial women's national champions. So Matt, we would sometimes show up for a Saturday morning practice, hung over the guys team, right? You know, early in the season and girls are literally going American record times. And you're like, Oh God, like they're about to beat me. Like, (laughs) you know, um, and so, uh, my junior year didn't make the Olympics. And so it was kind of this wake up call. And so I went to a career fair on a whim And ended up just bullshitting with uh, people from Hollister, like Amber Crombie and Fitch and Hollister. And so, no
0: way. Yeah. My
1: two, yeah, I literally had a resume in my back pocket. I was like not as together as I am now. I just went with friends. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I'll throw a resume in my back pocket. Hey, just in you guys case. should
0: hire me. I was going to go in the Olympics, but I'm thinking Hollister and Abercrombie and Fitch are going to work out for me now. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> if you need me to take the shirt off and stand in the front, I can do that. You know, I
0: look great. I promise. That's what I got.
1: <laughs> yeah. All of the swimming and weightlifting has led me up to working at Abercrombie and Fitch.
0: Yeah. it's It's destiny, dude. It's destiny.
1: Totally. So I had those two options, um, MBA program or like managing a Hollister, Abercrombie & Fitch store in in LA actually. And so, um, I was like, I want to go with option A and get the MBA. And also I was really leaning on my dad who I'm super close with. And, um, he's been a big mentor in my life. And he was like, yeah, you know, now's a good time. If you can get your MBA and sort of wait it out and wait until jobs come back and you get hired and you have this piece of paper. And so Oregon was like, hey, we'll count your swimming as um, work experience. And I'd also worked for the athletic department my junior, senior year at, Oregon, at Georgia. Got it. So they were like, we'll count that. Um, but you got to hit, you know, our GMAT scores here. You got to get higher. And then they also had me interview with a few of their alumni just to make sure I was like who I said I was. And so spent the entire summer again, coaching, LOL, but I got a tutor and I was like, I need to get a good grade on this. I need to pass this. And so grind for three months and then took the test literally two weeks before school was going to start, um, get, get the result immediately, sent it to Oregon. They were like, okay, you're in, you start in two weeks. And so went up to Oregon, um, did two years there. And then, um, I actually <laughs> I got married, uh, the first time. Shout out. And Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, um, moved to Los Angeles again as an adult and um, quickly learned like two years in that uh, being a a kid in Los Angeles is a hell of a lot easier. You don't have to like pay any of the bills. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a different story for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so then um, moved back to Austin uh, with my ex and then we lived in Austin for a couple of years and then got divorced, which was like a really uh, another sort of transformative moment in my life of trying to pick up the pieces okay. and like go internal and all that stuff. Yeah. So like Dayla and I, my wife, we haven't been together. Like I had my first marriage and then got divorced and then, um, did a lot of soul searching, you know, what, what, was, more the, about what was the age of, of the first, uh, marriage? I was, it was like 23 to 27.
0: Mm, okay. roughly. Got it. Yeah. Got so, it.
1: you know, looking back on it, we just ran into it too soon. And um, mutual friends that we had when when we split, they were like, "You guys are going about this completely differently, and like you're living basically two different lives." And they were like, "I see why you guys, you know, weren't getting along anymore."
0: In this, in the sense of, in the sense of like your your career path or your personalities or personalities. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we just we were too young. You know, it's the age old story. You jump in too soon. Like, thankfully, we didn't have any kids, and so, um, you know, not that that's easy, but it was of easier course. than. You know, no, it I mean, makes
0: sense. That definitely that definitely makes things, uh, yeah, "quote unquote" easier. Um, and then, okay, so so then what happened? So after after that, so during this entire time, have you been into? Have you been? And I, so I know you're a swimmer and everything like that. I'm assuming you you lifted weights with swimming. And, and when did you start thinking about? are you getting to that when your fitness was like, okay, this is going to end up being my career? Cause you're talking about NBA, you're talking about the Olympics, you're talking about Hollister. And then like, I'm trying to figure out when does, when does the transition into like, maybe I'll give this fitness thing a a shot. You know what I'm saying?
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, it's a circuitous route. And that's also what I wanted to like, you know, people listening, if if they have these untraditional paths that they take, um, you know, that's, that's me too, to, to get to where uh, I am now. And so people, you know, I talked to, I, I try to, you know, I do some life coaching now and I try to do more mentorship and I'll talk to people who are younger than me and, and they're like, you know, I don't have it figured out. And it's like it's all good, you know, like you can I can help you take these steps to learn more about yourself to eventually get there. But being in your, you know, late teens, early twenties, it's like you have, you know, the whole whole world against uh, in front of you. Do you
0: do you feel like you have things figured out right now? And, and I, I don't mean that as like a jab, like as being a life coach or anything like that. But I just I know that you're big on on improvement and, and continuous involvement and things like that. So I think it can be helpful whenever we have these people that we look up to and think, oh, they've got it all figured out or whatever. But then it's helpful when they're like, hey, dude, I'm still just winging the shit, too. So, like, I'm still figuring things out day by day as well.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I would say to answer your question, Matt, I have I know way more about myself now than I did a decade ago. Um, I know it's, it's an uncomfortable journey, right. To learn more about yourself and like dive inward. But the, the reward is so great because you learn a lot about your motivations. You learn a lot about what makes you tick. You learn a lot about the red flags to kind of watch out for. Yeah. So in that sense, I know way more. And yeah,
0: your, your success has narrowed and you've been able to filter out a lot of the other bullshit along the way.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a great way to say it. Also taking the keys that other people who have been successful have said and learning that they are true, you know, like mm. the adage of the five people you spend most time with, you know, you're, you're the average of them that holds true and uh goal setting vision boarding, you know, we, we do have a bit more control of our lives than we may think. Um, but it just takes longer. Right. And you have to have patience. And so, um, yeah, so that, that year that, um, you know, I sort of between like getting, uh, getting divorced and then meeting my wife. Now, DeLa was, a was a period of insane growth. And that's actually when I started to, um, I started a meditation blog and so I was actually helping people, but I was just doing it sort of willy nilly while I was also working in corporate America.
0: Oh yeah. Talk about, talk about that. What was your job? what did you work as?
1: Yeah. So I worked in, so I first started in Los Angeles as a, um, I started in the mailroom at a talent agency.
0: All right. Cool. Have you ever seen Entourage? Uh, no, but I, as soon as you said mailroom, for some reason, that was something along the lines that I was thinking of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I, I tell people who've seen Entourage that I was like Lloyd, who, who was the assistant in there. And so, um, I started in the mailroom and then you, you work your way up and you work on a desk with an agent. And so I worked in TV talent. So I, I met a lot of actors and actresses. Um, my boss, um, Jacob Fenton had like 115, 120 clients at the time. They included people like um, Brian Cranston. So when he was on uh, Breaking Bad, I was sending his ass checks. Um, God, that's yeah, that's dope. He's kind of famous. yeah he's a little famous um do you know who david arquette is he might be a little bit older for you he was married to courtney cox back in the day
0: i know who courtney cox is maybe if i saw i'm better with faces maybe if i saw him i know you're talking about yeah for
1: sure yeah he he was bigger than like the 90s um great great dude he's he's very kooky but like was so nice to me and like he would um for christmas he got all of the people who work for him like these monogrammed notebooks i was like oh that's cool you know because they're these big movie stars they're making billions and i'm making like 10 bucks an hour
0: yeah, of course. Anything is like, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Um, so that was cool, and it was a, it was really cool finishing school. But I was making like ten bucks an hour. I was very stressed, like literally getting stress nosebleeds on the computer. Oh wow, um, that was actually a post that I, the photo that I posted this week, where I'm like in a suit. I have a headset. Yes. Yeah, and I also I kept caffeine pills in a drawer to my right because I was working from like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Sometimes midnight, and then like go home rinse and some repeat. And so, yeah, you're shaking your head now. Eventually, I was shaking (laughs) my head. And so I sort of escaped and got a job through a friend um, in affiliate marketing. So if you've ever used a coupon online to buy something, um, whoever you got it from gets a commission. And that's how that whole business works. And so um, I worked for a company in L.A. And then when I moved to Austin, I kind of got recruited by a bigger company here and uh, worked for them for like six years, um, which was great. But during that time, so i like... I'm working in affiliate marketing, um, I get divorced, I'm learning more about myself, I, I come out of it and I'm just like, you know, fuck relationships, like I don't need it, you know, they're a waste of time, whatever. And then I run into a very attractive woman in the gym, who is now my wife, Dayla, and she was like three or four months into her own fitness journey. And I saw her at the gym, had never seen her there before, and so made a point to come back same day, same time the following week. As one does, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, I figured, you know, this isn't like Kentucky, uh, wreck. Like I'm, I have, you know, no guarantee that I'm going to see this person again. That's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so I couldn't slow play it. So, um, I talked to her at the end of the workout and we ended up having an amazing conversation for like 30 or 45 minutes, um, exchanged numbers. Um, and so, you know, end up dating because I, um, I don't know, she just sort of like, and now looking back on it, I think there was sort of this universal reason but I was like, I think she's different. Like I'm down to get in a relationship with her and try this out again, even though I was sort of hurt the first time.
0: What was the pickup line? Whenever you went, or did you just, was it just like, hey, what's up? I'm super handsome. What's your name?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, So yeah, and this is for people listening don't be a creep at the gym. Like, you know this, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But um, there are creepers at the gym. And so I tried to establish that I was not a creeper. And so she was getting it. She was doing some cable rows and was really getting after it. And I don't really see women working out like that. And so I happened to be sitting on a bench and she walked by and I just threw out my hand for like a high five. And she high fived me and sort of like giggled a little bit. And so I was like, okay, cool. I can probably talk to her. I waited until her workout was done. So like dudes listening, wait until the girl's workouts done. So you don't interrupt. Yes. Yes. And I had a legit question about an exercise. And so I was like, if she wants to answer it, great. And then I'll let her choose, you know, like if she wants to talk to me, I'll know. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. Um, And so uh, I asked her about this exercise and she answered me and then asked me a question. I was like, oh, cool. Like she's down to talk. And so we talked for like 30, 45 minutes and we hit on a bunch of key points, just like shared values. You know, that's what again, like getting older, people talk about, Oh, you want to do the same things as your partner. And then some people say like opposites attract, et cetera. What I truly believe is one needs to find a partner that shares the same values because then everything else is, is based around that. And you guys can do different things. You can do things together, you know, whatever the case may be, as long as you can keep coming back to that central hub, so to speak. Um, so we start dating and like, a month in, you know, DeLa had a, a private Instagram, but she was like, Hey, I, I'm thinking about like posting about my journey. And like, cause she's like three or four months in, she was showing me pictures of what she used to look like. But she was like, I also got accepted to grad school for nursing. She's a labor and delivery nurse.
0: Mm, okay. And so
1: she was like, "What? Well, you know, what's your input? And I was selfish. Cause I was like, well, I don't want you going back to school because then you'll be like at school and at work. I won't probably see you all that much. And I was also mm. like, you know, you're going to go into more student loan debt. Um, and, and, but I was like, the other option is, you start posting about your journey? And I don't know, like maybe you can grow your Instagram and then maybe, you know, that becomes sponsorships. And like, maybe you could have clients at some point and you could have this like empire. And of course this was, you know, she had 230 followers at the time. Yeah. How many years ago was this? This was a little over four years ago. Okay.
0: So yeah, Instagram still prime time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. 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 Like it wasn't, like I had more followers than she had. I, had. I had like 1800, 1900, something like that. And so um, she starts posting, so she picks that one. She's like, you know, I wanna do this. Um, it sounds like it's gonna be more fun and like who knows what could come of it. Um, and so yeah, like uh, we move in together. Uh, we lived in a 500 square foot of, uh, studio apartment when we first moved in together, which is like a good litmus test for if you can get along. So like quarantine <laughs> and chill has been fine, dude. We're, we're in a two <laughs> yeah. bedroom now. Like it was so much was, easier
0: was uh was this in austin mhm okay so you were in austin in a 500 square foot okay yeah so you're you're getting close you're getting to know each other real quick
1: exactly yeah 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 really like no way to get away but we never you know we never like got went at each other we never got annoyed by each other uh Dayla, my wife she's um she was born in northern california and kind of bounced around but she's kind of from fort worth Mm-hmm. Um, that's where she went to middle school and high school, and then she got in University of Texas, graduated like top of her class, got a nursing job at one of the major hospitals here in in uh, Austin and in Texas. And just to shout her out, she got um, she was nominated for Nurse of the Year in uh, Austin every year. She was a nurse, and she won it her last year. She oh, also wow. has won multiple Daisy Awards, and if you're a nurse listening, you know the importance of those um, because. One is voted on by their peers and one is voted on by, um, patients. And so mm. she would get these amazing letters, right. From moms being like, you know, thank you so much for like bringing my son or daughter into this world, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And so she. She was this, you know, had so many accolades as a nurse. And I think I know that's what makes her a good coach because she actually cares, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Dale and shout out to all the nurses out there right now. <laughs> How Dude, about that?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I would love to get into that as well with uh, everything going on with COVID because we have a ton of, because of Dale, heard history of nursing, about a quarter of our clients are nurses. So we're having a, a really like front row view. Yeah, I bet, man. I bet. Um, And so uh, basically, You know, daily would work like three, 12 plus hour shifts a week. And then on her off days, she would start programming. So she would make like Dumbo only workouts and she would make eight week programs and like abs workouts. And you're still, uh, are you
0: still working at the, sorry to cut you off. Are you still working at the, are you still working at the, um, affiliate uh, marketing? Yeah. Affiliate marketing. Okay. Got it.
1: Yeah. So all I'm doing, like I've been joking with her that I was going to be like her manager, (laughs) And so like on the weekends, literally it was cool, man. We'd, we'd wake up on Saturday and and just have coffee and we'd talk for like two to four hours for real about like, you know, where she could take the business or like what's the next thing she could do. And so, um, basically that lasted for, so from 2016 to 2018, DeLa was just selling programs occasionally. And like we, we set her up with a website so then people could go to the website And then about two years in, um, she partnered with uh, close friends of ours, Justin and Steph Lovato in Los Angeles. And um, Justin and I, so have you seen Deadpool 2? Yes. Deadpool 2. So you know Josh Brolin? He played cable? Yes. So Justin's Josh's trainer. So Justin got them all.
0: Okay, amazing. That's awesome. That's incredible. Jacked
1: up, yeah. Yeah. Um, So shout out to Justin and Steph. When I was in LA, Justin was in a different spot, and he had actually just come out of a relationship, and he would just come over and um, smoke weed with me. And we would just like kick it and hang it, out, you know? Just chill.
0: Yeah. yeah and, that sounds incredible. It sounds very LA. I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Venice Beach. Right, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and also it was a time that uh, like he, he just had, you know, normal clients. And he said he appreciated me because I wasn't like a, a meathead. Like I talked to him about other things and he's a very deep spiritual person. Mm. And so... Fast forward and we were sort of there for each other when we were younger and so now we've like grown up and, and he now has this like celebrity clientele and uh, his wife now Steph is an online coach and so she was thinking about hiring Dale as an assistant and so she sort of trained Dale as like hey this is how you should take clients like this is how you talk to them on stuff and so then Dale at the time had maybe like 20 or 30,000 followers at this point you know two years into posting and she was like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking clients. And so 2018 was the year that sort of blew up for us because, um, she started taking clients. And then in the summer, like June, she's like, Hey, cause you helped to me. She's like, Hey, could you help me with like admin stuff and like onboarding these clients? Because, um, if you could do this like at night and on the weekends, it'll make my job easier. I can take more clients and like, that'll help us out financially. Mm-hmm. And so of course I'm like, yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'm doing this at night and on the weekends and working with her. And then um about four months later, it was working and it was allowing her to take on more clients. And then she was like, Hey, like, could you take on some clients? Because it's getting too much for me. And, you know, at this point we're seeing that this is sort of like the transition from from her nursing career to being a coach, mm-hmm. which she was like all about because she was able to help more people. Um and obviously sort of scratched that itch. And so um, like you said, Matt, I had a background in swimming. I'd always been lifting. You know, I didn't really know macros, which Dayla taught me, but I knew how to lift and like knew how to work out and that whole thing. And I was really keen on the mindset component. And so we worked together and Dayla sort of trained me as a coach. And so then it was, it wasn't even DLD Nation at that point. It was just like us training clients.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they
1: were actually the ones that started calling themselves DLD Nation off of my wife's Instagram, Dayla Loves Dumbbells. And it was, it was always our goal was to do things for our clients. So like one day someone called her DLD and we were just like, oh, my God, like that's such a cool nickname, you know. Yeah, and then, um, it just clicks. Yeah, people picked up on that. And then they were like, uh, oh, well, you know, us clients, we're DLD Nation. And they started mm-hmm. hashtagging it and shit. And we're like, oh, that's dope. And so like, why don't we name our company that? And so that's, that's how DLD Nation, our company, was born. And so, um, yeah, that's the, you know. Now, fast forward another couple of years from 2018 to 2020, um, we have three assistant coaches. Uh, we have, uh, I think, over 350 clients at the moment. Mm, yeah. And so that that's how I got to where I am now, and I really appreciate you letting me tell that story. That's awesome, dude. Of
0: course. This is, listen the 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 number one thing I want to do with this with this podcast is just to I want. I want you to get your story out there and obviously like you're a great dude, you're a successful guy. Um, And it's just like, I think hearing those little details and those transitory moments um, and what you were thinking. And then just, as you said, it's an unconventional path, right? It's not, it's not a traditional path because there's so many people I'm sure that are listening that think about oh, maybe one day I want to do this or I want to do this. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be fitness related or it could be fitness related, right? Mm-hmm. But then hearing someone looking up to you uh, and just hearing that it's like, it is, uh, uh, it's is—it's very relatable and it's 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 honest and you see that and you're like, oh, well, if he could do it, then maybe maybe I could do, right? It's like, or at least take that first step to see what happens.
1: Oh, totally. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Matt, because on that post I, I made earlier this week where I have the photo of me You know, and it doesn't even look like me, you know, and that's what so Mm -hmm. many people comment. And like I had to do a double take, you know, and their close friends are like, you're bullshitting. Like, that's totally not you, you know, and it's me with a headset on and some glasses, like in a suit. And then the other one is me, like, you know, when I cut down and did a photo shoot and and they're about a decade apart. And to your point, Matt, someone commented and was like, well, you were working at a desk job and not all of us have like the privilege to be able to then like become a coach and like work out for a living. And I was like, no, but that's my point of the the post is like, I went from point A to point B and it took me a decade. And that's where people, I think, fail, not fail, but they make the mistake of thinking that it's going to happen overnight. You know, there are no overnight successes. Like I'm dating myself, remembering um, Kid Rock, but when he was up, I remember as a kid, he was up for best new artist of the year. And he was like, yeah, LOL, this is my seventh album. And he was just like, there's no overnight successes. And that really, really rung true to me. And That's, you know, that's the real deal. Like even NBA players, football players, like it takes them a a while, you know, like people knew who Carl Anthony Towns was at Kentucky, but then it still took him like years in, you know, the days, the weeks, the months working so hard to become like an all-star, you know, and then people are like, oh shit, cat, he's dominating. They haven't seen like all that work. Absolutely.
0: Uh, and you know, what's funny is I was actually thinking about this earlier um, to to something along these lines. It's like, and you see this, you see this with artists or or, or coaches or, or anybody who's who's been, suc- is very successful in their craft. People don't like, you have to be willing to, because here's the thing, you have tons of famous artists or coaches uh, or podcasters or whatever, like that have been putting out amazing work. For a long ass time, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like you have to be willing, like even if right now, like I think that my work is amazing, but there's still I, I'm still not getting the traction that I that I think I deserve or whatever. It's like you have to be willing to continue to keep putting out your best work over and over and over and over again. And that just, that's very, uh, you know, it, it's hard on people because it's just like, when is this shit going to work? So whenever you hear, <laughs> right? It's like, whenever, and sometimes, you know, to be real, it doesn't work for some people, for a lot of people. But that still doesn't mean that like, you shouldn't at least give that effort, like give your best effort over and over and over again, as long as you're still seeing some type of progression uh, and getting smarter. And then you're also enjoying it as you're doing it, because that's what I feel like the point of all it's like, you've got to be able to enjoy this shit as you go along doing it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it is, you know, like data analytics or affiliate marketing or working at Hollister or, or being a coach or whatever it is that's just like you have to be able to continually enjoy what you're doing and continually enjoy perfecting that craft in spite of zero results
1: yeah right no i I completely agree i was actually doing like and and it still happens to me you know so like to your point earlier matt of like do you think you have it all figured out now like i have it way more figured out now than i did in the past Um, and an example of that was i was actually working on curriculum so i i just started life coaching about five months ago and so it's new to me outside of the fitness and training context and so last Saturday I was creating like all new curriculum for my life coaching clients. And I was like making Google drives for them and all this stuff. And I was just loving it. You know, I was like in a flow state getting after like, this is awesome. Da-da-da. And then I had that voice inside of my head that was like, what if you're just wasting time, bro? Like,
0: mm. Are
1: they, are they going to care? Like what, what if, uh, what if you have no other life coaching clients? Like what if no one signs up, you know? And 10 years ago I'd be like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to smoke a joint. Like you're right. <laughs> yeah, voice in my head, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. but, but through, <laughs> doing these practices over and over again, I was like, Hey man, like why don't you shut up? Because I'm having a ton of fun. And that's the point at the end of the day, like I feel fulfilled. I'm scratching that itch. I'm, I'm very passionate about, I'm in a flow state. So like, you know, those voices sometimes you need to silence them. Um, It reminds me of a story that I read years ago, but this guy who worked at Facebook and he was living with a a roommate in New York and the roommate had put out um, a, a request for a roommate, like, Hey, you know, open whatever. And she was the one who actually wrote the article that I read. And she was like, so this guy just shows up and he's like, hey, I'm new to New York. I'm working from Facebook. Like, you know, I'm down to take your room. And so she's like, cool. And she was looking for sort of a friend. And so he would come home every night and she would have a glass of wine and be like, hey, like, you want to watch something? Like, hang out. And he's like, no, I got to run. Like, I'm grabbing my camera. Da da da. And he was like a videographer. And he was doing this over and over and over again. She never saw the guy. And so she was like, why are you doing? You know, one night she, he comes home and she's like, why are you doing this? Like, you work at Facebook. Like, you make good money. Like, why are you killing yourself? You know, to her going out and stuff. And he was like, Oh no. He was like, if I don't do this, like I will regret it for the rest of my life. But he was like, I need to go out and create. And like, I need to go out and film this stuff and I need to edit it and do that. Cause like, if I don't, I'm not going to be true to myself. And so he was like, to you, it looks like I'm killing myself. But to me, if I don't do this, I'll be dead.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I like that dude. One 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 story I like to uh, talk about with certain people. I think it's a it's a fable, um, but I heard it. I don't know if do you know who Derek Sivers is? The Oh yeah, author? for sure. Yeah. Okay. Steady fig- baby, right? Yes, he's he's right up your and I, Ali, both. He's he's a he's a great guy. He's very um, uh he's he's simple, but he's also wildly intelligent. But he just he keeps he keeps um uh, a good highlight on what's really important at least it gives you a just a, a different perspective on things but anyway it was an article on his on his blog um and it was it was the fable about the donkey and there there to the right of the donkey is the bale of hay and on the left of the donkey is the water <laughs> right a, a pail of water and so the donkey is trying to figure out which one it wants to to eat or drink first. So first it walks over to the bale of hay, but right before it gets to the bale of hay, it turns around and walks back over to the water. But right before it gets to the water, it turns back around and walks <laughs> back over to the hay. And eventually it collapsed from exhaustion because it neither eats or drinks anything. And I think what, what your story does a cool job of um, is it just highlights that life is long and you can do multiple things and like you don't have to worry about like whenever people would first want to become a coach or something like you you want to do everything right you want to have ebooks you want to have programs you want to have courses you want to do mentorship you want to have meetups you want to do a membership site like you want to do instagram youtube like there's so many different things um but it's just like at some point you just eat with with no like no recollection or no, uh, confidence that whatever the choice that you make is going to be the right one. You just have to go. Like you just have to blindly take action towards something, give it all your effort possible and then see what happens. And then if you have to adjust, you have to adjust. Um, so it's just cool that like it takes, it takes humility. It takes, uh, uh also confidence. It takes a lot of grit and hard work, uh, to do that. So it's just, it's just, it's cool. Your story is, uh, it's, it's in- inspirational, man. It's cool.
1: I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Derek. Actually, we got one of our favorite sayings from him where it's if it's not a hell yes, it's a no.
0: Yes, that's one of his yes. favorites. That's
1: that's really helped me out. Um, but yeah, you are so right. And that's what I would tell people who are younger. Like, yeah, just pick one thing. Like it might not be the greatest thing ever and it might not be your dream job. Like also that American dream, quote unquote, is a fallacy that now, right? Like you don't hear about people who work somewhere for 50 years and then they retire and get a gold watch. Like that doesn't happen anymore. And so for people who graduate high school or college or or maybe don't go to college and they just get into a job, it's like, dude, just do that for like 18 months, you know, and and then poke your head up and be like, do I like it? Or like, do I want to do something else? And now you have 18 months on a resume, you know, a ton of people and you've actually have some work behind you. Um, But you're totally right, man. It's just getting in, basically diving in and swimming.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: (laughs) I I love it. You wrap it up. (laughs) You
0: wrap it up with that little bow on top with the swimming (laughs) reference. I love it. That's amazing. Uh, what's, what's, what's exciting you right now? Like, are you a, are you a, um, are you a day by, so I know you said you like vision boards, like, uh, 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 thinking of big dreams and, and later on down the road, are you more of like a a day by day person or are you, do you have this five-year plan, then a two-year plan, then a one-year plan, then a 90 day plan, uh, which, which, kind of type are you?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I think defined by my origin story, quote unquote, I've, you know, you can throw a three or <laughs> five year plan out the fucking window like that. Right. You know, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, what's funny, too, is in affiliate marketing. I had I had that plan. So like I, I was a published author. i had been featured in trade magazines. I'd spoken on panels like I'd done all these things to progress that forward and then, you know, completely do a, do like a turn and become a coach and like work with my wife and then start that over and, and start that, you know, um, credential building if you will. And mm. so I don't, um, I don't really like three, five, 10 year plans. Cause I think so much can happen. I mean, let's look at this year, right? We all went into 2020 being like ah, 2020 vision, like, Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs>
0: it's right down the shitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. It's been horrible. Um, yeah. and so, uh, I kind of throw those three, five year, 10 year plans out the window, but I do quarterly go goal set um, because I think quarterly, uh, goal setting is more manageable and you can break it down into like, okay, what do I need to do in the next three months? And what do I need? So then by proxy, what do I need to do this month and this week? Da, da, da. Um, and there is a magic behind that. You know, even if you like, don't look at your goals and you do that, I guarantee you wake up three months later. You're like, oh shit, I did that one. I did that one. I did that one just simply by writing it down. You know, there is some truth with what we were told as kids in school where they were like, Hey, the teachers like write stuff down. Like you'll remember it. There is some truth to that. Um, so I I do quarterly goal setting. Um, that's also what I recommend for my life coaching clients, but a tenant that I sort of live by, and you may already know this about me, but I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. So that's another reason why this year has been very, very challenging, but he, he would always say, get better every day. And like, don't, don't worry about it. Like, you know, as a coach, you know, you have a client come to you and they're like, Oh fuck, like I binged, you know, I fucked up. And it's like, okay, like congratulations, you're human. Like (laughs) just try to be better the next day, you know, get better the next day. And so that's what I try to tell myself to calm my shit down if I get stressed is like okay like what what could I have done differently today and how can I apply that to the next day
0: mm I like that I like that I actually just did a um I did a, a I call mini sodes so my mini podcast basically and it was a um it was advice from a Navy SEAL on mental toughness, uh, and and it was from Andy Stumpf. So uh, I'm, I'm a 26 year old white male, and I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. So imagine that. Solid. Um, <laughs> <you know laughs> I
1: love I'm Joe saying? Rogan too. He's great.
0: Here, here we are. Yeah, but so he, he had Andy Stumpf on, who was a uh, a, a retired Navy SEAL, um, and and he now is an instructor and helps out with a lot of the BUDS training. So a lot of the Navy SEAL training uh, and all the trainees that go through that, he helps kind of uh, basically torture them for a lack of a better term. Uh, but he also, he he likes to ask questions since he went through it. And since he, you know, he's, he's a smart dude, um, but he has these, these trainees who are going through this, who have given up, you know, D1 scholarships, college scholarships, like their entire life because they want to become a Navy SEAL. Uh, and then they go through buds training and then they end up quitting. Right. So they, they've given up everything and then they end up quitting. So he's like, Why, why did you quit? Like you gave up so much to do this. Why, why did you why did you end up quitting this? And and they say that they got overwhelmed. They, it was either physically, mentally, like with everything that's going on, the lack of sleep, uh, you know, everything the, that goes on during buds training. Uh, they just said they simply got overwhelmed with all of it. So he said the 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 trainees who are best during those times and the ones who come out the other side are the ones who are able to keep their world small. He said they can they can take the big and bring it small. Uh, so instead of thinking about big problems, all these things going on, he's like what basically what's the very next task that we can do? He's like they're able to keep their world small, keep their focus small, one breadcrumb in front of the other. Uh, he said I would even take it like meal by meal, uh, and he said that he said that you can look at you can look at the seal training. Which is 180 days long. He said you can see it as you can see it as 180 days long, or you can see it as a sunrise and a sunset 180 times, and and that's basically his mentality and going through it. Whenever I heard that, I was like. That's, that's it, like that, that it, with with so many different things, with diet, with exercise, with life, with fitness, like whatever, it's like keep being able to keep your world small and stay on task and just whenever you do fuck up, like you fail fast and you get to the next thing, it's just like, like you said, with the client who messed up, it's like, okay, cool, like just the next thing, very next thing and just constantly refreshing that over and over and over and over again. It's just like, if you can do that, the ones who f- can fail, the 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 quickest and get back on track the quickest it's like that those are the ones who typically do the best
1: dude yeah whoever people listening that like go back rewind that because Matt (laughs) Matt just dropped a big knowledge nugget
0: listen I'm telling whenever I heard that I was like fuck that's good I was like that's (laughs) that's amazing I was like because I've always tried to put it like because you hear those things like fail fast um, or or even like one of my favorite is like focus on the next five minutes like I like that as well but whenever you said keep your world small. It was just a it was a nice visual in my head that i was able to just shrink down i was it, i felt it whenever he said keep your world small i was like that's so true just like your your immediate surroundings your immediate next task do that that that's all you have to do and that just brings the 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 big mountain into this little tiny like molehill
1: totally and one it's like sports right so like kentucky's in a close game right let's say a final four or something after the game, Cal Perry is going to be like, we were just taking it possession by possession. You know, we're not thinking about the next game. We're just thinking about, okay, this time on offense, this time on defense, don't get overwhelmed with the whole big picture. And that's been really helpful for our clients now with um, quarantine and social distancing. Uh, like we, you know, probably like you, we've gotten clients ask like, man, I can't wrap my, my head around these at-home workouts. You know, I have a couple dumbbells or like we have, you know, um, Dale and myself, our team our coaches, we were very quick, thank God, to put together a lot of like at home Dumba only bands only, you know, no equipment type stuff. And so people have these bands and they're like, you know, Sean, I'm not really getting much out of these workouts, you know, and I can't really dig it. And I'm like, okay, do take a workout and just focus on one set and just push yourself that one set, be intentional about it, take it to your max, that one set and like, all right, cool. Now you did that. Now, next one, just take it one set at a time. If it takes you, you know, a little bit longer, okay. You know, if you only get through three exercises because you're getting used to the bands, like, okay. But at least each each one, you were very intentional about it and you narrowed it down. Like you said, you took the big and made it small. And that makes things more manageable because then we don't get overwhelmed as humans.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you said you're, you're into meditation and things like that. Are you, uh, have you ever used Sam Harris's Waking Up app?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't used the, the, the app specifically, but I've used a lot of his guided meditations.
0: Dude. You need waking up. You need the app because <laughs> you need the app because the the um, he has these small videos in there called theories, basically, and it's just his little lessons and, and just about uh, uh, being present, mindfulness, meditation, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever you can think of. But he he has one. It's it's on begin again. Um, simply being able to begin again. And I think whenever you said just focus on that one set, it's like it's also another concept of. Uh, um, whenever you're going through a workout, and say the workout's going super shitty, and say the gory days, whenever we're back in a gym or something, right. and you're or you're on your phone, right in between sets, you're just not feeling it, right? You're just you're you're just kind of out of it. You're like, man, this workout's going shitty. You're like, maybe I should go home or something. Uh, he, he, I think he. I don't know if he referenced this in the app or not, but he was just like, there's no reason why you can't make like you can't decide in that moment whenever you're feeling shitty, whenever the entire workout up to this point has been bad. He's like, there's no reason why you can't decide at that moment that the rest of the workout or the very next set is going to be the best set that you've ever done in your entire life. Like there's no reason you can't put in that effort from that point forward. He said simply just whenever you get overwhelmed, whenever you whatever run into these issues, He's like, it's just a matter of beginning again. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, with meditation, you can understand that's kind of the principle that he that that you follow whenever you're trying to meditate. Just like focus on breathing for, for you know, simplicity's sakes, focus on your breathing, get distracted, bring your focus back on the breath, begin again, over and over and over and over well,
1: again. I'm I'm a sucker for sports analogies, but to use another basketball one, shoot or shoot, right? You're not going to yeah. tell Steph Curry, he's over 10. You're not going to be like, bro, sit down. Like, oh, you're, you're done. <laughs> Like no, keep shooting. Like eventually you'll go 10 for 10, like let's go. And it is having that short term memory. Um, Also random question, do you hear the grunting in the background? Can you pick that up at all?
0: Oh, I don't actually. What is that, Um, is it your wife?
1: Yeah, she's working out. I was like just FYI, like we might hear you. Um yeah, we, we have like a makeshift gym in our kitchen slash living room in our apartment. I,
0: I saw that you just got like barbell racks around your your apartment. I'm like, that's that's those are those are some coaches right there. I love it. Just yeah. like, ah, the living room looks good for a rack. Dude,
1: that's <laughs> yeah. totally what we did. We were like, This we could fit one right here. And we moved a mirror from our bedroom out into the living room and it's been uh, great. But yeah, I'm a huge perfect. fan of meditation. Um, I've used Sam Harris's guided meditations and YouTube. So like people listening, if you want to get into it, he's got great ones. Um, he's also just a great writer, a great thinker. Um, I've, I've been meditating now for about a decade. And so I've practiced different types. Um, I haven't done transcendental meditation, but I've like, obviously listened to I music. What's that?
0: Uh, sorry. I haven't either. Yeah. But I've, I've thought about it, but
1: so are You, are you a meditator as well?
0: Uh, I well, So I use, I use Sam's app often. Uh, and, and just literally because he hasn't, he has the, the 50 day course, right. Where it's mm. just, it's basically f- it starts at the beginner level and then he gets more complex basically as you go on. Um, but then also he has meditations that he drops every single day. And then he also brings on other, uh, people who practice different types of meditation. So I think Locke Kelly is another one. I don't know if you know who Mm-mm, Locke Kelly is, um, but other, other, uh, and also conversations like podcasts basically with these uh, um just heavy heavily spiritual people and just the the conversations that they have um Give the app a try because it's 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 and if you need a link, let me know. I can send you a link because it's free for 30 days if you send someone a link. And also same super cool that if you want to try it out and you just simply don't have the money, I think it's like seven dollars a month or something. But he said, if you want to try it and you don't have the money, send me an email and I'll happily give you access for free, which I think is super is super cool. But it's I, I think you should definitely give it a try for the for the theories alone, like for the lessons that he has, because he has tons of them. Uh, and it's just, it's uh, you would like it. You would like it a lot.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds up my alley, especially with like the connection to spirituality and stuff too. But um, I've done some meditation with like binaural beats, uh, sophagio frequencies, you know, other sorts of um, music. But um, I personally have found what works for me is I just sit down for like five to 10 minutes and I tell our Amazon Alexa to set an alarm for like five or seven minutes. And then I just do my thing.
0: That's it that's it. i mean and, and for most people that's going to be the easiest uh, uh entry point right just just sit down try and just do nothing for for 5 minutes
1: yeah well and that's what i say to people matt like if they've never meditated before like make it easy you know it's not like you have to meditate for 30 minutes you know it's like just <laughs> yeah. if you want to throw on some music do it if you want to listen to a guided meditation do it if you want to sit there on your own do it like uh it it doesn't need to be a, as complicated And there are are a host of benefits that come from it, one being just shutting your brain down for a little bit. You know, even the, I love the gym being a very, a microcosm for the rest of life. And when you're in the gym, you're literally tearing your muscle fibers, right? So that's stress, stress on the muscles. And then maybe the next day you take a rest day. So now you're taking the rest and the muscles repair themselves. That um, process of stress and rest is abundant in the rest of life. And so if we think about our brains, it's always going a mile a minute. And so, why not shut it down for a little bit, at least ten minutes a day, so it can sort of rest.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. At least, I think it's just there's there's so much value in in boredom and silence and solitude. And now now people don't really have a choice. To be honest, I mean, of course, if you if you have have kids and things and you're stuck at home, and then you've got uh, you know a big family or something like that. But some people are you know just a lot spending a lot of time alone. And I think it can be. Um, it can be really good and also really bad because it also makes you face your inner demons. Whenever you, uh, you know, the, the famous quote, um, I forgot who it was by, but it's like the hardest, hardest thing, or what was it? Uh, uh, the hardest thing for man is to sit alone in a room for 30 minutes with his thoughts or or something like that. It's just like, it's, 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 it's so true, but that's whenever all these inner demons and reflections, because you don't have the constant distraction anymore, you've got to face those problems.
1: Yeah. That's what I saw on in Instagram post like right around the time when we were all being told to stay inside and people were freaking out. Uh, the post was like, why, why are you freaking out? Like you're, you're with yourself. And it's like, if you know, you really need to, if you're freaking out, that's a good sign that you need to, you need to do some work and get used to being alone because the fact of the matter is you're never really alone. You're hanging out with yourself. And if you like yourself, it's super easy. You can, you can spend, you know, that's what I've been telling like my parents, um, you know, they're in their early seventies. They're in really good health. Um, But they've been staying inside, you know, and other people in our lives who are staying inside. I'm like, yo, like I saw a joke, someone saying that they were pissed. They like couldn't go outside or whatever. And they were like, yo, Anne Frank lived in a cupboard for like two years. Like everybody calmed (laughs) down, you know. And you think about historically, because I was a history major at Georgia. uh, You think about people who had been, you know, in internment camps, Holocaust survivors, um, Nazi occupation. You know, they didn't have Internet and they were going down the street to get a loaf of bread. That was it, you know, and they had people like actively messing with them. And how uh, grateful are we that we can FaceTime and you can get anything on the planet to watch, you know?
0: I, I was talking about that with uh, Silent Mike on the last podcast. I, I was just like, dude, could you imagine going through this shit like 40 years ago or 50 years ago? It's like, whoa, what would we be doing? Yeah, <laughs> We'd be, be so lost. Like we can have this conversation. We could like, even despite being on a podcast or whatever, like having, having Zoom calls with friends or something or just hanging out on the internet. You have the internet. You have endless <laughs> amounts of whatever productive or non productive work you want to do. Is at your disposal at any time. Yep. Um, and then we also, you know, you got running water. We still have access to food. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we shouldn't we shouldn't go to the the Walmart supercenter as many times as we <laughs> normally do. But it's it's all good because they're still restocking food there over and over and over again. And it's gonna be okay if you go and get the, get it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's been such a great mirror, right? For like who we want to be as humans um, and yes. our gratitude here in the states. Like I uh, I wrote an Instagram post today. I was really feeling my first world privilege the other day. Cause I went to like, we, we live uh, next to the whole foods world headquarters here in Austin. Oh, nice. And so I went over, that's like our local grocery store, quote unquote. And I went over there the other day and they were completely out of eggs, completely out of eggs. And you know, one of my favorite foods. And so I'm sitting there and I was like, man, like how grateful am I to never have thought of this? Like I go to the store, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm going to get some more eggs. And you go and you're like, Oh, they're out like, okay, cool. I guess I'm gonna have to come back another day for this. And that (laughs) thought never really occurs to you.
0: Yeah. Oh damn. I've got to come back tomorrow and then it'll be there (laughs) magically. It's just like, all right, if that's the, the, the thing that I've got to worry about the most right now, I think we're doing, we're doing okay. Exactly. Well, shit, man! I, I'm sure that we could we could talk for for hours and hours, and and hopefully we will continue to uh, expand this this friendship. And I'm so glad that we have some mutual friends. And I saw it with with Carter and Kaylin they they've been promoting your stuff, and I saw him was like this dude looks pretty, pretty dope. He looks right up my alley. I don't know why, but he does. And then I see fitness shaman and I see the stuff you're writing. I see the dope tattoos and stuff. Um, and the the stuff that you're putting out, it's just, it's great, man. So yeah, thank you first off for, for, for the work that you do and the stuff that you're putting out for people, but also for, for coming on and, and chatting with me today, man.
1: Hey, thank you, Matt. I mean, right back at you, man. I really appreciate you having me on. This is the beauty of the internet. Like we were just talking about connects people, like-minded individuals, people are getting along. Like we probably would have never have met, you know, otherwise outside of Instagram, you got a great co-sign from Carter. I was messaging with him yesterday. Sharon was, yeah, Yeah. fist pump. I did before, if we could uh, a couple more minutes, I did want to dive into your watch because, um, for those listening, Matt, had give me a heads up what to expect on the podcast. And I was like, "All right, this is dope." And he meant he—he he was like, "I'm going to be wearing certain things that mean something to me." And so he was like, "Don't be surprised." And one of them, you mentioned the gold watch, which I've seen. Oh, it. the
0: the necklace, the necklace. Oh, is that what? And it was? the gold the watch, both, okay. both.
1: I, I, I would both, love to dive into that because I have a very similar piece of jewelry. So dude, I just want to share that. Let's story. do it.
0: So it, it's actually it's this it's this gold chain and and. So the, the deal with the Hawaiian shirt and this the the chain that I wear. You the don't Hawaiian look shirt, as
1: ridiculous as you think, by the way. <laughs> Matt sent me an email being like, do not be alarmed. And I get on and I'm like, he's <laughs>
0: just chilling. Like, this doesn't it alarm me. <laughs> this is I just call it Friday. This is it. Um, but <laughs> but no, it's just this is my podcast uniform. And I I put on the it's it's basically just like, you know, whenever so, uh, spider-man's got to become spider-man you put you got to put on the mask you got to put on everything so like this is my podcast uniform and the hawaiian shirts uh i wore the hawaiian shirts in the past just as like a fun thing i just i i like to be a silly goose i like to be goofy i like to just i want to lighten the mood a little bit and i don't give a shit if anybody makes fun of me it's like that's the whole thing with these shirts especially on the podcast is because like i will give you permission to be yourself and not care about making foot like making a stupid mistake or something like that. Cause you can laugh at me first. Like I already look stupid. So I want to, I want to bring that vulnerability down. So it's just like, Hey, you can be your, you can actually be yourself on this and you can, you can talk the way you want to talk. Um, and it'll be okay here. Uh, and then, so that's the, the, the Hawaiian shirt just brings a good mood. It just it, a light mood. And then the, the chain actually. So my, my grandfather who passed away a few years ago, um, he was, a lot like me, uh, or I was a lot like him, right? So he was he was very charismatic. He was a very boisterous guy. Uh, we called him Papal Hoo Hoo,
1: actually, because- <laughs> When you get our, a nickname we, like that, you know something's I, good.
0: Listen, it's called Papal Hoo Hoo because at all of our sports games and things like that, we would always know where he was in the stands because all of a sudden we would hear a hoo 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 hoo, <laughs> and that that was it. That was my Papal. He was he was out in the stands, so we called him Papal Hoo Hoo from a very very uh, early age. Um, but. But yeah man he was just he was just a character and his charisma um and the way that he connected with people uh, and just made people laugh and smile and everything it was just uh you know it was great and 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 I'm basically just trying to harness that whenever I come on here and 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 get to talk to amazing
1: people like yourself
0: so Dude, yeah that's that's, awesome, that's the back man. that's the backstory
1: yeah, thanks for sharing that that's awesome. yeah, you said you had something similar. Yeah. So I have a gold uh, chain. I'm actually not wearing it right now. It's funny because I, I would wear it only when it was sort of like the weekend, quote unquote, or like times when I was sort of chilling out. But um, when you mentioned your jewelry and how it had a familial connection, because I think too often you see people and they're wearing jewelry and you're like, oh, whatever, like they're just trying to be cool. And then you dive in and you're like, wow, this is like super profound for them. Um, so, yeah, the gold chain that I have, it's actually been in my family. Uh, I'm the third generation, but it has bounced back and forth between like families. And so um, my, it was my Asian grandmother uh, who was full Korean. She had this bracelet and it was gold bracelet, gold links. And then she gave it to my dad before I was born when my parents were married. My, my parents had been married for 15 years before they had me. So they'd been married for a while. And my dad got that. And then he added links to make it bigger for him. And then when I was 21, he gave it to me. And so oh, it's cool. bounced from my mom's side to my dad and then to me. And I, like you, you know, you wear it and there's a lot of power that comes with that. And there's a lot of history, you know, that's something else with um, what we're facing right now, you know, in human history, this is nothing like we've, we've been through this in the past and we all have ancestors that went through some shit to get where we are now. And so that's a nice reminder. It's like, Hey, you know, they're always still with me no matter where we are.
0: No, that's cool, man. No, I really like that. Yeah. And you're, and you're right. It, it's just whatever, whatever. <sighs> Whatever you need to to h- harness that whatever the 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 spirit the the essence uh, whatever whatever you want to call it of of that 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 hand-me-down piece or, or that of the people that you got that from it's like that's uh, um, that connectivity it just, it can't be done with, with anything. That's what having something physical, like a necklace or, or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, yeah, it is a gold chain or whatever, but it's like, no, this is, this is Papa hoo-hoo, right? Yeah. Like this, that's, yeah, exactly that's, it's, it's cool, man. So that's, that's incredible.
1: That's dope, man. Yeah. Well, this was awesome. Thanks for letting me share that. I appreciate hearing about your story too.
0: Yeah, man. Of course. Of course. We're definitely, we'll definitely have to do this again. Hopefully, um, you know, whenever, whenever the world opens up again, like doing, doing them in person and things like that is, is, is the best. We need to figure out, we need to figure out when we can all um, meet up me, you, Carter, uh, Kaylin, your wife, everybody. Uh, I would love to just hang. I just, I love meeting other people like, like you all in the fitness industry and, and connecting and just, you know, shooting the shit or, or making content or, or whatever, just, just hanging out. And so we got to, we got to do that in person.
1: Oh, completely agree. I will say out of the different industries within, with which I've worked in, um, the fitness community has been by far the most supportive. Like it is so wild, but, um, you Carter, like anyone for the most part that I've met in this community is very positive. They're all about helping other people. And, um, it's something to be really celebrated, but I think I'm not trying to drop the dime, but I think Carter and KP are trying to move to Austin. So you'll just, when, when things open back up and we can travel again, you just come to one place and we'll knock everybody out listen, I'm down for it, man. I, I can, I, I'll be, I'm going
0: to, I'm going to be moving up to New York, I think by the end of this year, uh, to be living with my girlfriend cause she's nice. there for school. Um, so, so yeah, I know New York, I can fly out to basically anywhere in, in tomorrow. Right. So, so we'll, we'll get that figured out for sure. Awesome. Um, but, uh, but cool. Where, where can people, where can people find you?
1: Yeah. Good question. Instagram is probably the easiest way. My handle, like you'd mentioned, Matt is fitness shaman. So yes, there are three S's in the middle there. Um, <laughs> And so Fitness Shaman on Instagram, um, you can find us via our DLD Nation Instagram, which is also DLD, DLD, and then Nation spelled like Nation. That's where we feature a lot of our clients. You can meet more of our team. Uh, You could also go to DLDNation.com. That's where we have not only applications to join our team, but we also have a ton of workouts you can do at home, which is now more important than ever. Um, But I would start with Instagram first. That's probably the main one.
0: Yeah, and then the podcast. Plug the podcast, dude. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So kind of to your point early, you know, people try to do a ton of things all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually podcasted with my friend, Justin out in LA and he had a podcast and he asked me to be on it as kind of like the host and just sort of like set him up for things. And then I was like, well, eventually I want to do our own. And so we are nine episodes into shots to the dome it's uh, sort of like a dld nation sanctioned podcast but if you come to my instagram click the link you'll find a link tree and there's a couple different ways to listen and you are definitely now on the list for a guest and we'll, yes. we'll do this back and forth
0: i i would love that man
1: i would appreciate that
0: <laughs> i'll make sure i'll make sure i i link all of those things in the description and uh yeah definitely definitely go check check him out and the dld nation thank you sir Sean, thank you so much for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, Matt. Thanks, man. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story tag me at Matt McCloud six. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I, uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four week workout plan, the ultimate physique development. And also if you want to work with me online, one-on-one, for personal coaching. You can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you again. Thank you so much for listening.